0: The first American, I'll say, journalist uh, to interview Putin since the war in Ukraine began. Mm -hmm. What does that tell you about Tucker Carlson and right-wing media and also Vladimir Putin? Well, it shows me what I think we've all known. He's what's called a useful idiot. I mean, he's like a puppy dog. You know, he somehow has, after having been fired from so many... Outlets in the United States, he—I uh, would not be surprised uh, if he emerges with a contract with a Russian outlet because he is a useful idiot. He says things that are not true. He parrots Vladimir Putin's uh, pack of lies about Ukraine. Uh, so I don't see why Putin wouldn't give him an interview because through him, he can you know continue to lie about what his you know objectives are in Ukraine and and. Uh, you know, what he expects to see happen. It's really quite sad that it's a sign that there are people in this country right now who are like a fifth column for Vladimir Putin. And why, I don't know. What we have to do is try to stop the suffering in Gaza. This is women and children, people who don't have a place to go. So let's address that. But for them to call for a ceasefire is Mr. Putin's message, Mr. Putin's message. Make no mistake, this is directly connected to what he would like to see. Same thing with Ukraine, it's about Putin's message. I think some of these, some of these protesters are spontaneous and organic and sincere. Some I think are connected. Uh, to Russia, and I say that having looked at this for a long time now, as you, you know, think some going. of
1: these protests are Russian plants?
0: I they're plants. I think some financing should be investigated, and I want to ask the, the uh, uh, FBI to investigate that.
1: Mother, do you think they'll
2: drop the bomb? Hello Do you think she's good enough? Baby, you'll always be baby to me. Mother, did it need to be so high?
1: Kind of just walks right into Moscow and presents himself on a silver silver platter to the Kremlin, doing the Kremlin's job of misinforming, disinforming the American population. <laughs>
3: His explanation of why he's doing it, that he's a journalist and he needs to inform people. He can call himself whatever he wants. I think uh, his work is demonstrable as not being just about giving people information. He has a point of view and often it's not aligned with the facts.
0: And it comes as Kremlin propagandist Tucker Carlson, a leading voice of the right wing disinformation campaign is in Moscow. Ironically, he is there in the name of keeping Americans informed, sitting down for an interview with Vladimir Putin.
3: triggered the latest events? Firstly, the current Ukrainian leadership declared that it would not implement the Minsk agreements, which had been signed, as you know, after the events of 2014 in Minsk, where the plan of peaceful settlement in Donbas was set forth. But no, the current Ukrainian leadership, foreign minister, all other officials and then-president himself said that they don't like anything about the Minsk agreements. In other words, they were not going to implement it. A year or a year and a half ago, former leaders of Germany and France said openly to the whole world that they indeed signed the Minsk agreements, but they never intended to implement them. They simply led us by the nose.
4: The question is what comes next, Конечно. and maybe you trade one colonial power for another, much less sentimental and forgiving colonial power. I mean, are, is the, the, the BRICS, for example, in danger of being completely dominated by the Chinese, the Chinese economy, uh, in a way that's not good for their sovereignty? Do you worry about that?
3: Well, we have heard those boogeyman stories before. It is a boogeyman story. We're neighbors with China. You cannot choose neighbors just as you cannot choose close relatives. We share a border of thousand kilometers with them. This is number one. Second, we have a centuries-long history of coexistence. We're used to it. Third, China's foreign policy philosophy is not aggressive. Its idea is to always look for compromise, and we can see that. The next point is as follows. We are always told the same boogeyman story. And here it goes again, through an euphemistic form, but it is still the same boogeyman story. The cooperation with China keeps increasing. The pace at which China's cooperation with Europe is growing is higher and greater than that of the growth of Chinese-Russian cooperation. Ask Europeans, aren't they afraid? They might be, I don't know. But they are still trying to access China's market at all costs, especially now that they are facing economic problems.
5: When my song turned to ashes on my tongue. When I look at the mirror See, I'm no longer young Then I got to start again The job of separating false from true And then I know I know I need the love of you When I found tarnish on some of my brightest dreams When some folks I trusted turn out not quite what they seem Then I got to start the job of separating false from true Then once more I know, I know I need the love of you. No song I can sing Will make Governor Wallace change his mind. No song I can sing Will take the gun from a hate-filled man. But I promise you and you Brothers and sisters of every skin I'll sing your story while I've breath within We got to keep on keeping on even when the sun goes down We got to live live Live, live, till another day come round Meanwhile, better start over Separating false from true And more and more I know I need the love of you
4: Good evening, everybody. You're tuning into to Cheap Tuesday's 101.5 UMFM. We started off with Hillary Clinton and Nancy Pelosi in a clip, and I'll get back to that in a second. Uh, then we heard a song, classic, from The Wall from Pink Floyd, Mother. Hush now, baby, baby, don't you cry. Mother's gonna make all of your nightmares come true. Mother's gonna put all her fears into you. Mother's gonna keep you right here under her wing. She won't let you fly, but she might let you sing. Mama will keep baby cozy and warm. Ooh, baby, of course, Mama will help to build the wall. It's a great song, and it's perfectly appropriate for the mass media freak out over Tucker Carlson interviewing Vladimir Putin. The mainstream media and the governments of our countries, they just can't stand that this guy might get humanized a little bit. That someone might actually hear a different point of view without their condescending simplification and obfuscation of some verifiable facts about the Ukraine conflict. And the way that they name Carl Carlson, and you heard more of it later, it is particularly pathetic. Uh, calling people Russian agents and useful ed- idiots and traitors and Kremlin apologists and all of this stuff. But you know, that all started with Clinton in her post-2016 loss. It got normalized to just call people Russian agents, and now you see the result. So it might be something that you care about, like the Palestinian conflict, you know, or it might be like from a couple of years ago, the trucker protests, whatever side of the spectrum you're on, you now see what happens. Now, Pelosi is saying this. She's going on national television, and she's saying, hey, I think people that are protesting in support of stopping a genocide, they're spreading Russia's message. The FBI should investigate these people. Like, wow. So just let mama protect you from the big, bad, evil Russians. Don't worry about it. Don't think about your. Don't think for yourself. Just listen to us. We know what's best for you. You know, it, this attitude is ridiculous. So then you heard a compilation of anchors persuading people not to watch the uh, Putin interview. Uh, just disgusting. Like all of them. Every single one of them. Uh, and we heard Rage Against the Machine, Vietnam. Uh i read out some of the lyrics to you merge on the networks, slang and nerve gas up, jump the boogie, then bang, let them hang while the paranoid try to stuff the void. Let's capture this AM mayhem undressed and blessed by the Lord. The power pendulum swings by the umbilical cord shock around the clock from noon till noon men grabbing the mics and they stuff them into the womb. Terror's the product you push Well, I'm a truth addict. Oh shit. I got a head rush sheep tremble and here come the votes. Thrown from the throat, new cages and scapegoats. Fear is your only God. Like It's really unbelievable that, that, that this fear-mongering and scapegoating and name-calling and accusations of traitorism and all of that stuff, this is what liberals do now. <laughs> I read The Crucible again recently, uh, the great Arthur Miller play, and that's an allegory, right? It uses the Salem witch trials as an allegory for the McCarthy hearings from the 1950s those hearings have always been like a focal point of liberal and left-leaning thought that it was so wrong to just accuse people of being traitors and labeling them a certain way just because they had an opinion that you didn't like this is now completely normalized in society and it's gross and and most of it seems to be coming from american liberals especially canadian liberals i don't watch so much canadian liberal tv um, but certainly american liberal liberals on msnbc cnn like they're just disgusting that's where it's at its worst by the way in the mainstream any side of the mainstream it's don't fall for the 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 the, the don't trust podcasters and all that crap i mean jesus (laughs) of course not saying that all podcasters are perfect either but you know you know what i'm saying Uh, Clip number three, Putin talking about the Minsk Accords that came in during 2014, followed by Built to Spill, Untrustable. And the simple lyrics from there, uh, you can't trust anyone because you're untrustable. How can you trust someone you know can't trust you? This, This thing that Putin said about Minsk, this is one example of one piece of easily verifiable truth that came out of the interview, which, by the way, um, looks like it has 199 million views right now, which is a lot. Um, It's a big one. Whatever you think happened in Ukraine in 2014, uh, whether you think it was a coup or whether you think it was a genuine rebellion, the end of it was a deal signed by both parties, by the Ukraine and by Russia, and co-signed by various European nations called Minsk II. And what he said in the interview about those European leaders and even Ukrainian leaders stating that they never intended to follow that agreement, that it was just to buy time, that's true. You can find that easily on the internet. Three or four or five, like Angela Merkel, uh, I think even the former or the current president of France, um, the former president of the Ukraine, several high-ranking people that signed that said, yeah, we were lying. (laughs) Okay, great. He also restated something later in the interview that I I decided not to clip because I I was already running out of time. Um, It's now been confirmed before previously had been confirmed by multiple high-level sources from Israel, Turkey, the Ukraine, the US, that there was a peace deal on the table to end this conflict in April 2022, that it was ready to go, Zelensky wanted it, but Boris Johnson rushed in at the last minute and put the kibosh on it. Think of how many people would still be alive now. I've heard numbers like there's over a hundred thousand dead in the Ukraine, possibly double that, maybe even more. Um, I haven't seen anything that I could easily verify, um, but yeah, they could have all been alive. So then, you know, just in case you think I'm like blowing smoke up Tucker's ass, we heard another clip where Tucker's fear-mongering, asking questions about China. And then we heard uh, Pete Seeger false from true. Uh, apparently it was... It was Sung when he was 89, which is pretty good. Um, when I found tarnish on some of my brightest dreams, when some folks I trusted turned out to be not quite what they seemed, then I got to start the job of separating false from true. Uh, the U.S. doesn't trust Russia, doesn't trust China, because they're untrustable. I'm not saying that those two countries are perfect. i uh, not saying their leaders are perfect. All governments lie. But it was nice to hear a whole interview with a leader who never once resorted to name-calling or fear-mongering of the opposing country's leaders. It was really a breath of fresh air. Um, a lot of the analysis I've seen of the interview has ignored one thing. I, I think people assume that just because he was interviewing Tucker and, 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 and he's from America that, that Putin's main audience was Western viewers. I, I don't think it was. I, I think he might have hoped to gain some sympathy from the West if possible, but his main audience, I think, was the rest of the world. So he wasn't going to get suckered into making, like, glib statements that could be clipped and used for propaganda purposes. He stuck to very politician-like statements a lot of the time. Didn't bring up some stuff that he could have. Um, he didn't bring up Gaza. He didn't bring up Julian Assange. He didn't directly place any blame for the Nord Stream pipeline. You know, there's, a, there's an old saying, but I, I couldn't find it on- online. It's something like this. You don't poke a dying tiger because that tiger will lash out at you in unpredictable ways. And I think he knows that. So it was, a, it was a really interesting just from that aspect of it. You know, the, the best thing that he decided to do was to try to come across as intelligent, fair-minded, easygoing. And like this interview wasn't really that important for him. It shows the rest of the world outside of the West that he's not some kind of evil caricature, right? And that they might be right if they're on his side. Okay, and again, I want to be clear. I'm not on anybody's side. The only side I'm on is peace, so I'm not saying he's some kind of perfect person who's never done anything wrong. What I'm saying is watch the interview and judge it for yourself. Make up your own mind. Do a bit of research on some of the things he mentioned like the Minsk Two Minsk Accords, the April 2022 peace deal. You know, don't let your mommy tell you what you should and shouldn't watch. Decide for yourself. So we're going to get into the score for the week here, and I've already talked too long, unfortunately, Um, so I'm just going to continue what we uh, did last week, which is Calibro 35's double album they put out in 2022, two discs. We'll take a listen to disc two today, and it's uh, all covers of Ennio Morricone tracks, and uh, like I said last week, I, I haven't compared these to the originals song for song, so... I, I can't tell you if it meets my rule about, like, making covers different from the originals, but uh, I do feel like they were had a different purpose here, like they're training. Uh, so I'm going to be keeping my eyes peeled for the next Calibro 35 album because I'm betting that it's going to have a little bit more of a Morricone-ish style to it. Wouldn't be surprised. So this will be that done. Yeah, Cheap Tuesdays, 101.5 UMFM. I'm your host, Dan. Should be back for another show next week, so stay tuned. 10 to 11 p.m. See ya. <laughs> Thank you.